that we talk about trees and presents and things. Actually, Liz started with a scripture that I'm going to read this morning as well. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 11. And it says, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. Now verse 11 is the verse that really carries the purpose of Christmas. It's really easy for us to get lost because we live in a commercialized place that we get lost in uh, what Christmas isn't because of the way it's celebrated here in the West. Uh, had an interesting chat with uh, Jilu and Faber about India and how it's celebrated there. But every culture celebrates things differently. And it may surprise your children, it's not about the toys, although for you today it probably will be, uh, or the presents for the rest of us, or the food, which we all look forward to, uh, or family time. It's not about uh, just family time. As nice as all of those things is, or are, it's not about those things. The text says this, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. Now, we've already said in the weeks that have gone that Christmas is good news. The message is about good news. That's why we celebrate. We're not celebrating something bad. We're celebrating something that is good. But the verse also says that it's for all people. One of the things I love about what God has done in Jesus is that it's for all people. It's not just for a few. It's not just for a particular group. It's for everyone, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you're British, whether you're Asian, whether you're African, whether you're Indian. It doesn't matter. It is for all people across all the world. God does not exclude anyone from the good news that he brings. So what does this good news, what is it for us? Well, it says, today is born a saviour. We celebrate today that a saviour has been born. Now, when we talk about a saviour, we might think of Superman. Yeah, he's the saviour of the world. He goes around and saves people. But when we talk about a saviour, we're kind of saying that means we need saving. Otherwise, we wouldn't need a saviour. The world will argue we don't need a saviour. The Western world will argue we don't need a saviour. Uh, I, I don't know if you remember, a number of years ago, there was a movie called Superman Returns. Anybody ever watch that one? There is a scene in this movie where Superman takes Lois Lane, flies up above the earth, um, and just stops there. And then he says this. 
Um, he says, you wrote, talking to Lois Lane, you wrote that the world doesn't need a savior, but every day I hear people crying for one. And it's really interesting that although a lot of people in the world will say we don't need a savior, there are millions upon millions upon millions of people who every day pray and cry out to God because they need a savior because they need help. What do they need help from? Well, violence, injustice, lack of food or money. You see, our world is just as it has always been. It's just as lost as it was in the day of Jesus. And the centuries that have passed and the millennia that have passed since Jesus have made little difference for many people. Man's greed Man's hunger for power and selfishness, in a word, sin, continues to wreak havoc on the earth. Now, we would like to change that, but the thing is that humanity, for all the time that they have been on the planet, we have been unable to change our situation. Is the world better now than it was 100 years ago? I seriously doubt it. Is it better now than it was a thousand years ago? I seriously doubt it. We may have better sanitation, we may have more food in the world, but actually the, the distribution of that is not equal across the whole world. And so while it may be very good for us here in the United Kingdom, it is not so good if you're living in one of the other nations that has far less access to the things that we have access to here. And so we live with the consequences of our actions. Uh, Jocelyn was saying to me in the news, no, my mum was saying to me in the news uh, of, of a guy uh, just recently who went out, and not in this nation, another nation, shot and killed 15 people, wounded another 26. And I think, wow, this is going on in our world. We cannot seem to change our behavior. And this is why on Christmas Day, the best news ever is this, that Jesus can change it. And Jesus does change it. Something that we don't talk about in the history of the United Kingdom, but our National Health Service was introduced by Christians. Slavery in the UK was abolished by a man who was a Christian who wanted to outwork the good news of Jesus Christ. The legislation that we have in the UK, it's changing now, but the legislation that we have had that have made our nation blessed and strong is based upon the Ten Commandments and biblical values. And so Jesus can change the world. And Jesus does it in a way that no human being can do it. You see, humanity, what we try to do is change the outside. You know, we say these days we've changed things so drastically. You know, when I was younger, when you went for a job, you actually had to have a character reference from other people. Nowadays, you don't really need that. Why? Because they say, well, we don't care what your lifestyle is. We just care whether you can do a good job. And where does that end us? Uh, that ends us with people who are in jobs who then uh, do fraud and all kinds of stuff because they are not people of good character. And so we tried to change ourselves on the outside. Hey, this morning we got up, 
So he looked in a flashy new mirror this morning. Goes, we get up, we dress ourselves up. But you know what we can't change is who we are inside. We can't change who we are in here. And quite often in our lives this past year, there will have been things that we have done that we think, I wish I hadn't done that. There are things that we have said that we think, I wish I hadn't said that. There are people and we've treated them in a certain way and we think, well, I wish I hadn't done that. And a nice exterior can house an evil heart. For us to be truly free as human beings, we need heart surgery. We need our hearts to be changed. And that's exactly what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to change us from the inside so that what we do on the outside is a reflection of a changed person. And there are 2,000 years of history, if you're ever interested, you can find Christian books uh, about people who were changed. They might have been criminals or they might have been doing other stuff and then they encountered Jesus. They asked Jesus into their life. They repented of their sin and Jesus changed their heart. And these become people who make a difference, not just a difference for themselves, but a difference for all people. Matthew 4 says this, the people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. And even though our world is filled with sin, and that sin causes us to live in darkness, today is a testimony that a light has dawned. That 2,000 years ago, a baby was born who was God's son, and he came and he removed the darkness that all those who choose to believe in him can find that no longer does darkness and sin control their lives, but Jesus begins to help them to live a godly life. And so Jesus breaks this cycle from generation to generation that we repeat. Isn't it amazing that we can look throughout history and yet we repeat the same things today. Who would have thought after World War II that there would be another war in Europe and we've now got Ukraine and Russia who have been fighting away um, for the past uh, nearly three years. Did you know that? It's nearly three years in February they'll have been fighting. And so Christmas is this message that a light has dawned. That the darkness in the world can no longer overpower. The darkness has lost its strength and Jesus Christ has broken it to all who come to him. One of my favorite C.S. Lewis quotes is this. I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen. Not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. You see, the gospel of Jesus, the truth of Jesus, when it changes us, it gives us a totally different view of the world. And that's why Jesus says we can love our enemies, that we can bless those who persecute us and bless those who hate us, because Jesus changes our perspective. 
I want you just to take a moment and look around at the different people seated here this morning. Just turn around if you're at the front or just have a look around. Don't be too scared. And what I want you to see is that even though that we're a small number, we are a diverse number here this morning. We're different colours, we're different nationalities, we're from different walks of life, but Jesus Christ brings unity into all people. Jesus came that all would be saved, that all would have a chance to embrace the light and to leave the darkness behind. Sadly, some people choose to live in darkness. Well, that's on them. But the gospel has been preached to all of us. We know that Jesus has revealed that he wants to change our world. One of the greatest things that we have this morning is hope. Is it doesn't have to continue as it is. Our lives can change. The thing that drives me on, not just as a pastor, but as a follower of Jesus, the reason I dedicate my life to serving Jesus is because I see it as being the best possible life. If you can find something that can give you greater peace, greater strength, something that can help you overcome sin and, and someone who is with you through all the challenges of life, you grab a hold of that. But you will find no one. Sorry to say this, but Allah is not with you through everything. Nor is Muhammad. He's dead. He remained dead where Jesus rose from the grave. Shiva is not with you. He is a statue that people worship. And we have all of these gods that people have across the world, millions upon millions of gods, but there is only one who rose from the dead. There is only one who said, you know what? I will take your punishment upon myself so that you might live in freedom. And that's what we celebrate today. We celebrate that today, 2,000 years ago in the city of David, a saviour was born. And that saviour through his life, through his death, through his resurrection, he broke the power of darkness and sin and he said, I've come to save all of you if you will let me do it. See, here's the thing about Jesus. He's not coercive. He's not manipulative. He will say to you, the invitation is there, but he will not force you to take that. It's your choice. It's your choice whether you, you follow Jesus. It's your choice whether you repent of your sin and make him the Lord of your life. Or it's your choice if you live how you want to live. My experience tells me that as Proverbs teaches us, there is nothing new under the sun. And we will find that we cannot overcome the sin that is in our lives. There's a story in the Bible of a woman who was caught in adultery. And the law of the land was this, that if a woman is caught in adultery, she must be stoned to death. And the religious leaders, they thought, we've got Jesus now because they wanted Jesus to, to speak against the law of the land. And they threw her in front of him and they said, what do we do with this woman? She was caught in adultery. And Jesus said, let the person who has no sin throw the first stone to kill her. And here's the thing that it says. They all left, but it said, made this little statement, the older ones left first. 
And the reason for that is this. Let me tell you if you're younger, the older you get, the more you realize that you cannot overcome the sin within you. You need help. You need help. We all need help to deal with our nature that naturally wants to do the wrong kind of thing. And so this morning, we have a Savior, and He says, you come to me, you ask me to forgive you, you invite me into your life, and I will transform your life so that you will have a full life, that you will have a better life, you will have a peace-filled life, you will have all the grace that you need to overcome, you will have hope today and for the future, and when you pass out of this life or I come back, you will be with me for all eternity. That is an amazing gift. Absolutely amazing gift. And I want to encourage you this morning. Do not pass this gift by. That there's um, some of the stories you hear where people in town go and try to give people a free gift and everybody thinks it's a scam, and they don't take it, and it's a good gift, and they say, no thank you, no thank you, no thank you. And let me tell you, this gift of Jesus is not a scam. It's the real thing. It can change your life. It can transform 2024 in a way that it would never, ever have been. And all of the New Year's resolutions you can throw out the window, because when you've got Jesus, he will help you to overcome and to live the best kind of life. Wouldn't it be a tragedy to celebrate the birthday of Jesus this Christmas without actually knowing the birthday boy? Without actually getting to know the Jesus who we are celebrating about? Jesus is no longer dead. He is, so the Bible tells us, he is uh, seated and enthroned above every power and principality in heaven and earth. He has set a time, or his father has set a time, when he will return. And so I want to encourage you this morning. Jesus offers forgiveness and hope. He promises to be with you every single day of your life, no matter how hard it gets. He strengthens you day by day. He helps you. He gives you an abundant life. He frees you from the sin that entangles you within this world. And then when he comes, he says, I've prepared a place for you that I will take you back to be with me. What an amazing promise. What an amazing blessing from God. So let me say to you this morning, Whatever you celebrate, Jesus is the reason for the season. We've heard that slogan in the past, but he is the reason for the season that we celebrate. And I want to encourage you, take some time over this holiday time to sit down and say, Jesus, if you are really there, I want you to come into my life. I want you to forgive my sin, and I want you to show me how to live. He knows to, how to help you to live the best kind of life. Let's pray.